Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Father, anoint me with your Holy Spirit, so that as I read your eternal Word, your Word may penetrate our whole being and transform each and every one of us and me. Grant me the blessing to be faithful, a faithful disciple in believing the word of God and that we may be a light shining upon all who are in darkness just by the reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture today is Colossians 2, 8 to 15. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to the new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I begin, there's one thing that I want you to call clearly in your mind today. That is, baptism gets its value, meaning, and importance only from the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God our Lord and Savior. He, in our place, died for our sins. And from his victory over death in the resurrection is the guarantee we have of everlasting life. This is the most important message I have for you today. The Lord's baptism was representative of a new opportunity for us, the fulfillment of prophecy and the most magnificent gift available for us, eternal life. That is the gift of the cross. In baptism, we're not just talking about religious practice here. We're not primarily talking about church traditions. 
We are declaring here Jesus Christ's magnificent work of salvation in dying for our sins and rising for our justification. So allow me today as we remember the baptism of the Lord to share with you four points that I thought was important on why baptism, of the baptism of the Lord and our baptism is so important and why we return to the waters. We need to return to the waters as often as we can. One, baptism was commanded by Jesus. What I mean by this is that the Lord Jesus commanded it, meaning ordained it, in a way that will make it an ongoing practice of the church. When this, when he did this, he did not say to us, well, be baptized and then you can, you know, go on about your business, do what you want, you know, you, you have a, your he direct card to heaven. He didn't say any of that. He just made a covenant with you. He was an, an invitation. Come and be baptized. Do as I did. Because there is life in baptism. We find this commanded clearly and explicitly on Matthew 28, 19 to 20. 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. Teach them to obey. All of us are disciples. It, 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 came, it came with salvation. You probably didn't notice, but it was a package, and it came with salvation. We are all disciples. All of us have a word inside that we can share with another human being. And then also we have at least one gift that the Lord guaranteed in his word that was given to us. This is not, you know, I have a talent for numbers, or, you know, I can... Uh, you know, really, you know, read people. No, that's not it. A gift, a gift that came from above. Each one of us has that. So it is our duty, our obligation, really, to spread the word of God and to share with them what you know. Now, I know that you cannot go out there and be baptizing them. I, I get it. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you testify to them about God and invite them to church. If they can come here, it's great. We can baptize them. We can welcome them to, to that family of faith. If they're not able to come here because they have family that goes someplace else, just encourage them to go to a Bible-based church. Not a church of interpretation, you know, not a church of, well, I think, you know, a church that is based on the word of God. That's what makes you a disciple, going out and telling them about Jesus. And then I always think that we have, each one of us has a testimony on, I didn't obey, and let me tell you what happened, you know, so... Uh, 
Share that if the Lord inclines you to do that also. <laughs> it says, share all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, till the end of time. Church, this is a promise. This is the promise of God. It's given to us by Jesus Christ. It came from the Father. I will be with you always. You might fall, you may falter. You might not do what I tell you. You might come late to the family of faith. But whatever time you have, whatever you have done, wherever you are, count on me because I will be with you always to the end of age. I have several Bibles, and one of them is the Red Letter Bible. And I read that because it's the Lord is specifically talking to me, you know. And, and when you don't have family, and I mean, you know, family behind me, not ahead of me, um, you always feel that, you know, you're, you wish you could hold on to someone, you know. And so to me, when I read, I will be with you always, it is an embrace. It is God's arm coming around me and coming around you. It is a promise, and it is important that you grab it. Make disciples is the main verb. Having gone, make disciples of all nations. This is where, and this is where, and we have to continue to be. These are our marching orders. The Lord didn't tell us to fix the garden. The Lord blesses with generosity from the church to be able to replace this pew. That was a blessing. But he didn't tell us replace the pews before people come. He didn't tell us you need to, um, you know, uh, make theater to explain me. You know, just tell them what's in your heart. Let them know. Go out and make disciples of all nations. It is our marching orders, baptizing them in the name of Jesus, as Jesus commanded us to do and making disciples of all nations as we go out into the world and in our faith walk. And the time frame is well defined by the promise of Christ. Help on verse 20. And behold, I am all here with you always until the end of age. So he's not sending us out on our own, thank God. He is coming with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. So this command, he promised to help us as long as the age lasts. Church, get a post-it note. Write this verse in it. 
posted all over your house, the mirror, the refrigerator, inside the refrigerator, the vacuum cleaner, the wheel in your car, you know, in your desk in the office. But get this, it is a promise from Jesus himself that he gives to all the followers. He gave this to us as he was getting ready to go to the Father. Learn it, call upon it when you need it. Not just when you read it here in church or, or when you read it in your quiet time. The word of God is alive. And that's, that's how I feel it. I, I, I don't read it only, I feel it. And this is how God would like for you also to believe the word of God. Read it and grab it and call on it and remind God of his word as you walk your walk of faith. Number two, baptism expresses union with Christ in his death and resurrection. The clearest teaching on this is Romans 6, 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Kind of like we sneaked over in there. Jesus said, come on, come on, come on, you know, get right here behind me. We were there. We were part of his death because he loves us so much that he died for each one of us so that we would not be lost. So when we're baptized, we are baptizing to his death. We were buried before with him by baptism into death in order to be raised from death as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. We too may walk in newness of life. Faith unite us to Christ. Baptism symbolizes the union. I'll give you an analogy. With this ring, I thee wet. When we say that, we don't mean that the ring or the putting of the ring on the finger is what makes us married. No. It just shows the covenant and symbolizes the covenant that we're making when we say I do. But the covenant making vows make the marriage. So it is with faith in baptism. Baptism is a covenant between us and Jesus. Just like it was a covenant between you in your marriage, between you and and your church, between you and your ministry, between you and, and your God. Baptism significantly portrays what happens spiritually when you receive Christ. Your all self of unbelief and rebellion and idolatry die. Surrender and, tre and treasuring Christ comes into being. That's what you confess to the world and to heaven when you are baptized. Now, this doesn't mean that you're baptized and they 
you again, you know, you don't need to have a relationship with with Jesus and you don't have to declare Jesus as the son of God and that he died for your sin. All that is still there. But it is the beginning of the covenant. You know, it's 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 like we're married and we just bought a house. Let's go ahead and, you know, and, and mold it, you know, and build the inside, you know, according to us. Give it our essence. Well, baptism is just a reminder of, of that newness, of that covenant. Three, baptism means making this relationship with water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You might have noticed that I said relationship with water rather than use the word immersion. We're Methodists. We like immersion. And us personally, the pastors, love to dunk you. Oh, yeah. We just love it. Love it. And then love how you get out of the water and oh, sh 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 sh. Yeah, we just love it. It is symbol of being baptized on our end, but don't tell anybody that I said that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it is a reminder of you and the connection with the water. Some churches uh, are able to do this. We can't. As you can see, we don't have a fountain, a baptismal fountain. But we do the next step. The next step doesn't have age. Whether you come here, whether you come to my office, whether we do it all together or just with your family, sprinkling works great. And in the name of Jesus, he considers that also baptism. So folks, we're not missing anything because we don't have a baptismal fountain. I remember I had a principal of the, of the school that I was working as I was working in the church. She comes to me and she tells me my, my mom would like to be baptized. She's getting on in age. I said, well, how old is she? She's 94. Oh, okay. She was never baptized? No, she says she wants to be baptized because she doesn't remember being baptized. Okay? Guess what? Here I go. I just thought that, it, oh my God, it made my day. It stayed on my mind. It's just, I saw it as, as an act of faith for me to remember. So I went in and, and I, I, I again reminded her of a baptism that might have happened long ago. But I went through the whole thing. And at that moment, in that sofa where she was, I sprinkled her. And now she remembered her baptism. She was so grateful. She was just beaming, you know. But I never forgot that she was 94. And she said, I, I don't remember my baptism. Guess what? I'm, I don't remember yesterday. But she was thinking about, OK, OK. Four, baptism is a command, an ordinance of the Lord Jesus to be performed in making disciples until Christ's return at the end of age. Meantime, 
every year, every day, when possible, celebrate the Lord's baptism and yours. After all, it is an expression of our faith. In the Spanish culture, it's a party. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter if you did it in private. Doesn't matter if it's in front of everybody. But after the baptism, we have a party. We celebrate that the, the fact that the people, the person, whether an adult or a child, has been baptized. Also have to confess that we tend to make a party out of everything. <laughs> but we start here. We start here. And last, in the New Testament, being a Christian, being baptized, belonging to the new covenant people of God, and as a member of a local church, we are linked together. If you try to pull one of these things out, we fall. It will make no sense. They belong together. Being a member of the church, being baptized, being one link with Jesus. And notice, Christ's baptism remarkably shows all three persons of the Trinity at the same time. And if you're paying attention when you're baptized, these words become your words. It says, I baptize you as the Lord baptized, the Son being baptized, the Holy Spirit descending, and the Father speaking from the heavens. There was obedience in part of Jesus Christ. He was baptized. The Holy Spirit descended on him. The Holy Spirit descends on us. You know, well, you probably have heard me mention that I, I was not raised as, as, as a Christian or, or, or a Methodist. I was actually, uh, the camp that I was raised in was Catholic and I was raised with the nuns. And I'm still asking for forgiveness of, of the, over, over that. Okay, not, not the Catholic part, the nun part, okay? Um, the, after I became and, and, I, and I gave my life to Christ, I woke up one night and folks, I don't, I don't sing, I don't, I'm always out of time in singing. You know, I, I think that I should start, and, and no, I shouldn't. And then when I should, I'm waiting, you know. So I, you know, I don't sing. But my daughter, Angelica, would testify that I got up. I went into um, a spare room, and I sang all night. That was the baptism of the Holy Spirit in me. Why like that? Because the Lord knows that I'm a visual person and I needed a connection. And he was gracious enough to give it to me in that manner. And I hope that you all know that uh, being a visual person, uh, my mind goes, develops movies of its own. In this event, the Father and the Holy Spirit confirm the deity, deity of Christ. And Jesus submits 
to his Father's will. As we celebrate the baptism of the Lord today, Pastor Chris and I have a little gift for you. It's a little shower tag, and we would pass those along in a minute. Per couple, and if you're single, take one. <laughs> and if you know of anybody that you think would want to have one, please take it or, or let me know, and we'll certainly gladly give you an extra one. And this is what it says. Lord, as I enter the waters to bathe, I remember my baptism. Wash me by your grace. Fill me with your spirit and renew my soul. I pray that I might live as your child today and honor you in all that I do. Since I am a show and tell type of pastor, you know, my sermons are always going to be attached to something, you know. So this is, this is our gift today at the beginning of the year, not only remembering the Lord's baptism, but also to remember our own. And yes, I had a, a, um, a member of the church in another church that came to me and said, does this mean that I have to take a shower every day? And I said, well, you should, but if you're not, go to the shower, read it, and then just go on your way. <laughs> you know, but it's, it'll be profitable to remember your baptism. So we certainly wanted you to have it. I hope that it brings you um, uh, joy and a special warmth as you read it early in the morning or even late at night. So as we end the celebration of the Lord's baptism, as I hope that you remember yours, and as I hope that it brings your heart a level of contentment, a level of peace to know that you're God's and that you have been called by name and that returning to the water is a good thing every once in a while. If any one of you um, would like to, to, to recommit to your baptism or be baptized for the first time, whether it's here or in my office, with your family or just you, reach out to me and that is exactly what we would do. But also if you are in your home you can commit yourself to the Lord again and tell him the words of your baptism and accept the gift that God has for us and the blessings we receive from the Lord. Let us pray.
Lord, may we be able to hear one day, this is my child in whom I am well pleased. So Lord, wash me by your grace, fill me with your spirit, and renew my soul. May I and your congregation and the family of faith humbly, Lord, give you the glory that you deserve. Be obedient, Lord, to your commandments and be disciples, Lord, to all that need your word. In Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. <laughs>